What's up, everybody? It's Wednesday night. I know we got a different change of scenery. Uh, I'm in my garage gym right now, kind of put some finishing touches together before I open up officially in July. But this is another week of track chat with the most known unknowns. All right, we got my boy, Lamont Johnson, the alchemist himself. What's your name this week? Hayden from the Undisputed Era. All right, we're going to see what's up. So what inspired that nickname this week, Lamont? Man, we just after the text I sent y'all a couple of minutes ago. Yeah, well, we from we from a different era, man. Okay, we're, we're just from a different era. There we so, are. So I know you're gonna touch on that later in the show. Um, then everyone will understand why I came up with the name. We just different, man. That that's true. Well, we got to get right into it. I mean, it was a busy East and West preliminary weekend. So Lamont, I know you got us on that recap. But we're going to have to do predictions, and then we're going to move into that juicy stuff, uh, that, the group, that group text, and make this thing a lot more interesting because we do have some hot running coming up real soon. All right, Lamont, give me that recap. Give the people that recap. Yo, <laughs> yo, track and field was on fire in two different locations, literally and figuratively. You know, the one, group, one side, they ran so hot, they, they blew the lights out. The other one, you know, they were so hot, it got rained on. They had to cool them off, literally and figuratively had to cool them off. So let's start with the East. You know, the usual suspects, man, you know, you know, LSU. They qualified just about everybody that was on the list. You know, right now, LSU is setting themselves up to almost in a perfect in a perfect day, in a perfect meet, they're setting themselves up to score close to 95 points, which is going to be unheard of at a Division One outdoor championship meet. Um, be specific on the men's side or the women's side? The men's side. The okay. men's side. Um, shout out to North Carolina AT. I know we've been singing their praises, man, but they got young men in the 100. You know, they got the young men in the quarter. They got their relays. They snuck in a long jumper. They snuck in another hurdler. 400 hurdler, you know, on the women's side, they stunk in both their relays. They got Cambia Sturgis, aka Mighty Mouse. Man, she went out there, she dropped 1097 on them. I'm talking about, you know, size don't matter, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, size do not matter. You know, she went out there and she put and she put it down and she and she let it be known that she's gonna be a force to be reckoned with, man. Um, what else? The hurdles look. On the women's side, now, now, let me say something real quick. I'll go back to mute. Twelve ninety eight was twelve on the east side, and which is what I'm going to. I want you to think about this for a second. Thirteen flat did not make the meet on the east. Any other year that gets in, the women's the 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 greatness of the professional ranks of the U.S. women hurdling has trickled down to the U to, to the U.S. collegiate women. Tonia Marshall, leave that girl alone. Leave her alone. Okay. She's on a whole nother playing field right now. 1244 legal. 1244. And let's go to the women's 223 flat was the cutoff time to get out of the East. So 11 of the 12 women ran under 23 seconds. These coaches are coaching. You know, and I want to give a special shout out to. Althea Thomas. 
she has been the subject of ridicule for some for for some time from some people that we you know we're going we can keep them nameless all she did was rewrite the record books at the women's 800 men's 400 women's 400 men's 200 men's 100 men's four by one you know i said women's 200 i believe you know she she she's putting it down and she qualified all her she qualified all her sprint males into the into the ncaa championships well the vast majority of them you know what i'm saying so shout out to her man you know university of florida doing what they did they had one hiccup in the four by one on the men but you know big baby zion he's in the meet you know he ran 19.94 regardless of his win eight or not you know he gonna go 19 seconds you know mouse gonna get him ready um wow like 20 like like three girls ran 22 two at, at at the east region like three girls now there was a time with 22 two you guaranteed to win the NCAA championships you're not even guaranteed to get the top four at, at the regional you know so so shout out to all those in the in, in the uh in the east region um that's just you know a small tidbit of what i wanted to touch on then the west region look hold on, hold on, hold on. before before you go into the west because i want to leave this question out there we don't have to answer it right now with those performances from the East, one mm -hmm. of the age-old debates was it's a lot harder to get out the East or the Mid-East versus the Midwest and the West or the West. So I want to put that question out there as you, and I want y'all to answer it uh, after you finish the West. The East is still the buzzsaw. It's still the buzzsaw. Okay. I mean, think about this for a second. LSU men's team ran 302. And normally 302, that you know, that's the number one seed going in. You know, I didn't want to, you know, touch on you know the obvious, but I'm gonna have to. North Carolina AT dropped 259 in the quarterfinals. Okay, because this is because this is the setup. It's the preliminaries, quarters, semis, and finals. They went 259-21 in the quarterfinals. Okay. There's only one team, it's gonna be based on the lineup. And I peeped something too. LSU didn't run that 45-14 guy in any open events. He only ran the relay. Ter uh, uh, Tyler Terry only ran on the relay. That's gonna make a big difference. Cause only one, only one from AT that's not running the individual event is Daniel Stokes. You know, and I love that kid. That kid runs with a lot of passion. He runs with a lot of lot of fury, man. Like he's something, he's something special. But you got you got Junior, you got Stewart, and then you got Sir Leaf, who's running, I believe he's running, I think he made the meet as well. So now you got that against LSU's quartet. Now, if anybody know anything about LSU, we know Dennis Shaver can get his team ready to run fast when it matters. You know, they can drop two, three seconds like that. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how this thing plays out you know, we're gonna go into predictions later. I'm gonna I'm gonna rock, I'm gonna rock the boat with some of my predictions. But the East was the East was was something to watch, and it was it was great to watch those kids perform. And shout out to April Thomas. Three javelin throwers, one, two, three. April Thomas of Mississippi State, who we all love. She's one of the best throw coaches in the country. I don't care what anybody say. She can she she she's one of the best. Give her, give her her props, and give her her props now. Um, 
Going out west, what can we say about the young girl that we all love? T.T. Terry. T.T. Terry, 1089. You knew the cracking was coming after Pac-12s when the girl from Oregon who anchored that 4 by one did the fight on down. When she did that, she released the cracking. And you, all of us have had teammates that when someone tried to show them up and do all that craziness, they don't say nothing. They just come back with fury. I watched that girl's facial expression at the Pac-12 meet. You knew that she was going to unleash fury. She, ankle from Oregon, you called on the thunder. Well, now you got it. Because now this girl's out here trying to prove something every time she drops, every time she steps on the track. She's dropping time after time after time after time. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to her. Um, the hurdles on the the hurdles on the in the West region. Yo, I want y'all to think about this for a second. There's six guys that ran under 13:32 going into the national league. Has it ever been that kind of depth before? Stamps. He still got me on mute. Yep, still got me on mute. He's out here doing business. So anyway. Anybody in the comments, they can uh they can they can step up and uh and answer that. But um the men's hurdles. I don't I don't think there has I don't think there has been in the month. Right. It, it's it's been Not super deep, man. You know, it's been super deep, you know. Um AM is doing what they're doing, but you know, let's just go ahead and address, you know, the obvious elephant in the room. A team move. What 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 more can we say about her that hasn't already been said? 4964, 4964, 4968, I think that's what she ran. Something like that. Now she holds a collegiate record in the 400 and the 800. Oregon will be the last time she wears a, a AM uniform. Um, you know, I'm sorry. She, she's gone after this year. There's nothing left for her to prove. Um, then her teammate, Cherokee, goes 50.8. But USC puts five girls in the NCAA semifinals. Think about this for a second. They can run a whole different team in the prelim, uh, in, in the semifinals, in the 4 by 4 and run their top girls later. And remember, they got a 54-77-400 hurdler who's not even on the 4 by 4 They don't even need her right now. They put three girls in the hurdles. TT, I believe, TT and Lavia, I think, they both made the 100, and they got three girls in the 200-meter semifinals the defending champ barely got in she must be coming off an injury or something like that but if she can make the finals i don't see i don't see how usc i don't see how usc can lose you know lose the national title but it's going to be a dogfight between them and the ladies of lsu man you know so if i'm forgetting anybody i apologize but you know right now those are the things that stood out to me and um i'm just ready to get back into these uh predictions you know what i'm saying like What's gonna happen? You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm excited. Well, but before that, let's let's run let's run through the pros. Let's run through the pros real fast. Okay. And then we, we, we get into our predictions. Well, well, well let's see. What would you want to talk about? Doha. Okay, look. No, no, no. <laughs> you know what? No, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it interesting. Let's start here. Okay, and this mm -hmm. will make you happy. Somebody pull it out. There you I, go. Come on. Hey, let's none of that blasphemy here. None of that blasphemy here. No, 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 because we always we always give them on a hard time. We we gotta we gotta throw them an alley oop this week. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all good. It's all good. Bring it, bring it, bring it. But listen, somebody 
you know, shall remain nameless, you know, went out no, we to can talk, we can say names on the pros. Right, right, right. right. That that's fine. That's fine. So there's a there's a young phenom from Dallas by the way of Baton Rouge, who's now based in Florida, was at a meet in Gateshead out there in Great Brain. Miss Richard, Miss Richard Richardson, excuse me. Was rains cold, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know, apparently she caught the sniffles. Apparently. So, you know, the next week that she was slated to run was Doha. Okay, now look, man, we've all trained. I know every single one of us ran with the flu, ran fast as hell with the flu, the cold, whatever the case may be. Okay, so she pulled out of Doha because I guess she, you know, his me being his me just taking a jab at stamps. She oh, pulled out of Doha. She pulled out of Doha because she knew she knew what the queen was about to do. Okay, she knew what the queen was about to do. Mommy rocket, the pocket rocket. Okay, the Jamaican, the Jamaican jammer. All right, they she knew what was gonna happen, and she pulled out of there. And the crazy thing about it, anybody who watched that race, that ten eighty four, that looked easy, like no stress, no strain, no nothing. That looked way too easy. So she, so you know, everyone's, everyone's favorite darling here in the United States. She went back to the lab. She's training. Cool. You got to rebuild her confidence because baby girl hasn't lost in so long. Got to rebuild that confidence. And I don't blame Dennis Mitchell for doing what he did. You know what I'm saying? Because once you let people believe that they can beat you, if they beat you once, they're going to believe they can beat you again. Now they got the psychological advantage. So now she has to come back, refocus, revamp, and drop something. And then all of a sudden she may get the psychological edge back. If that's what they're doing, cool. But, you know, she pulled out of the meat, bro. You know, I... Eh, nah, nah, whatever. But anyway, um, apparently everyone wants to talk about that young 17-year-old kid who broke Usain Bolt's under 18 record night in. Okay, now me, I'm a, I'm a proponent of kids not going pro too soon because sometimes, like, let's let's not say sometimes, most of the time it, it, it fails. Okay, there's a lot of examples out there. We can't use Allison Felix and Noah Alaska. They are the outliers, Okay. Sometimes I like for the kids to grow into their man or woman body before we just dump them into the pro scene. All right. Because now you're running for you're running for a paycheck. If you don't run fast, you get you know, you're gonna get reduced. This young man went out there and ran 20, 2011. He's proven all the doubters, including myself, wrong. So whoever his coach is, I don't know who coaches him. Whoever he is, you're doing one hell of a job, my man. Keep it going. Um then let's talk about what Stamps was saying. I'm gonna put Stamps on. I'm gonna put Stamps on the on the spot. Stamps came out and said that Fred Curley ain't gonna make the Olympic team. He said he ain't gonna make the Olympic team. Fred Curley will not make the Olympic team in the 400 meters. You watch the same race that I saw at Doha. I think somebody somebody stayed a little stayed a little bit too long, being a substitute teacher in the 100 meter dash. <laughs> I like the analogy. Yeah. Um I'm not giving, he's not gonna unseat. He's not gonna unseat. Norman's spot is solidified. He was that that's the worst 4467 I've seen somebody run, and that is a total byproduct of not, you know, 
staying in that realm or staying in that world. Uh, he still ran 44-6. And, but, I mean, if you watch the race, so go back and watch it. Watch what happens. Like, he's decelerated about three or four uh, steps past the finish line. And he drops to his knee, like not on his knees, but like he drops down, like, oh, damn. I got what that felt like, like an opening race. So you just got too many college. I think there's going to be two college guys that are too sharp that he can't really fool with. And, and, and Norman is who Norman is. So I just think he's going to have to pull a Herculean effort that I just don't see happening based off of what we know he hasn't done. Everybody, us included, were like, bro, this guy might actually try to run this 100 because he hasn't he hasn't run any 400s. And you wait till now, right before the finals, and the finals starts in, what, two weeks? We all know what training theory is. You is There's absolutely nothing he can put in this tank right now Ooh. to be beneficial for the, is it three rounds at the trials? Three rounds. Three rounds. Um... So that's that's where I'm at with it. I I'm telling you now, spoiler alert, he so, does not make the Olympic team so in the stamps, So stamps, let me ask you this, stamps. Again, I may I, I guess I'm just all about poking the bear tonight. So that's stamps, fine. are you are you making a claim that are you making a claim that maybe there was a I'm trying to figure out a way to word it. Was there a mistake made on a training or said coaching decision as to the approach for his year this year? Quite possibly. Here's the thing that I don't know, or maybe we can figure out a way to find out, because I think we do know one of his coaches. If not, that's his total coach, uh, who's actually going to be on the show here not too soon, uh, Joey Scott. Um, uh, it's reminiscent to a few years ago, um, I had an athlete to where he was as fast as all get out. And, you know, we were, we were doing what we needed to do. And I was like, man, we kind of got to, got to touch this speed endurance stuff just a little bit more. And it didn't, it just didn't manifest itself. And I think your Olympic year more than any other should be more reminiscent of what your body and your muscular system is used to versus let's try something new and run these hundreds that in an Olympic year like that, that was a little odd for me. Uh, so if he's the one pushing it, but here's the crazy thing, all his Twitter feeds and his Twitter handles is Mr. 42, 42, 42, 42, 42, 42, well, Mr. 42. You don't think you needed to wrestle 400s prior to, cause even his 200, that was after that hundred that he, he beat Gatlin in, when you run to see a guy run 996 with what his backstory is and his 2028 was was sluggish, would that be the right word, Lamont? Yeah. Is that jet lag? Is that load? Or did it look like he was struggling and straining? And from what I was watching, it only confirmed when I saw him run at uh, Doha, oh, straining. He's pressing. Some things ain't there that are supposed to be. You know. You you know I'm I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of the kid man, and I saw the same thing you saw man. I started scratching my head like, you know the the thing that works in his favor and I had let I had let it be known on one of my posts, like, you know Michael Norman has owned him in the regular season, but for some odd reason this dude seems to find a way 
to beat Michael Norman when it matters the most, man. It's gone back from 2017. Like, Michael Norman's never beat him at any championships. Now, it could change this year because Michael Norman finally understands that you can't come out and run 43-4 in April and you can't hold it. You know what I'm saying? So he's starting to understand that. So you can see he's starting to get better and better and better and better and better as, as the year goes on. Um, But going back to Fred Curley, man, um, you know, my, my, my antennas are up. But we're going to find out where he is because I believe he runs again this week. I think he runs to 400 this week. Um, I forget where's that. It's one of them Continental Cup meets, whatever the case may be. But hopefully he'll run because to me, I'm really worried that between indoor and outdoor, he's only ran a grand total of two 400s. You know, and my other concern is, dude, you had way too many coaches since you left A&M. Way too many. Way too many. You went from Pat to France. You went from Pat to to Altis to Francie, and now you're with Joey. Like that's way too many coaches, man. Like that's that's way too many. Like you have to get out of your own way and keep and stop thinking because you've had success, whatever the case may be. That that's gonna go above and beyond. Anybody who understands training training theory, man, that you stay with the system. The system's gonna kick in, and then your body's gonna get acclimated. Then that's when you're gonna see the drops in the results. He's not doing that. Like he's just okay. So he went to he went to Joey, who I know because Joey came. Joey was at Oklahoma when I was at uh, Iowa State. So he's with Joey. Joey got him ready to run the hundred. Francis got that man ready to medal in the quarter. You know what I'm saying? Pat Henry got him to break the collegiate record. You know, but he got you know he has to stay with what works, man. He can't be bouncing from place to place to place to place to place like that, man. The best thing you know, I don't know what's going on with with him and Francis, but. You know, the best thing that he should have done was stay with Francique. And I still think he probably would have been able to um, come out and still put up those times in any event. But when you look at his 100, the 100 don't match the two. If you are 43, six quarter mile and you run 992, you should be able to run 19 seconds like it's nothing. Like you should be out there running 19.8, like it's nothing. You should have, he should have opened up 1990 like it was nothing. Cause you got flat, real flat hundred meter foot speed, and that kind of trans that kind of translates into the two hundred, you know. But for him only not to be able to, he hasn't gone on under twenty twenty yet. It's a problem. Something's going on, and you know Nike don't like it when these when these kids be bouncing from coach to coach, man. Like get your get get your damn money stripped. Because if he doesn't make if he doesn't make the team, and this is fourth coach in as many years, okay. I know how Nike play. I know how Nike play with people. So I know Lamont, how they play with people, bro. Lamont, science question for you. A uh, little spin on it. Number one, does he make the team? And if so, what event? And if he doesn't, do you think it was just due to maybe a mistake or a misstep in training selection or just race planning issue? His contract states that he has to run the quarter. He's going to – I have to give him the benefit of the doubt. I, I believe he's going to make the 400-meter team. He's gonna be, he's gonna have a battle on his hands between second and third. Let me tell you something. Uh, 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 Deadman, Junior, Stewart, Michael Cherry, who 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 I think is gonna make the team. Um, ain't no uh, God knows who else. I forgot who else is who else is right now on par. But those guys right there also those are his top competition. And if he's not in forty three second shape. Then he's gonna have a problem. 
So I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. And you got baby Ross. Say it again. I said you got baby Ross. He said So you so you got you got those. Oh, and then you got Noah Williams. Oh, he's gonna have a fight on his hands, bro. <laughs> he gonna have a fight on his hands, man. He gonna have a fight on his hands. So ain't no telling. And quiet is kept. There was a LaShawn Merritt sighting. Ran 45-40. He's every week he's dropping, 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 dropping. Just hey, we can sleep on the man if he wants. If we want, we can sleep on him if we want. But there's there was a LaShawn Merritt sighting. If he can navigate through the rounds. Hey, look, man, Allison Fields is out there dropping 50-66 and stuff like that, and we, we thought she was done. A lot of people wrote her off. People said after that baby and everything she went through with Nike, that was the end of that was the end of Allison Felix. The queen of queens went out there, and she let it be known. Look, I'm making this team in something, whether it's 200 or 400 or whatever the hell I feel like doing. She's going to make the team. She's going to make the team in something. So I think I, I think I think he's going to make the team, but if he doesn't, I'm gonna chuck it up. I'm gonna chuck it to Aaron training, and then he's gonna have bigger problems to deal with because Nike gonna reduce him, and I don't want to see that happen to the young man. I really don't. Without a doubt. So uh, I don't know much about this. At first, I thought it was a joke, but apparently it wasn't. So uh, a couple of young ladies they ran a forty meter dash, not a forty yard dash, somewhere. It, it, it was actually a 40 yard. I thought it was 40 meters and somebody sent it to me. It was 40 yards. Yes. So, okay, so it was a fish. So, so what they did was, I, I think it was the 40 in like from zero. It was through the 100. And I guess they clocked the 40 while they was running the 100. I think. I didn't see the meet. I got the meet recorded. I have to go back and watch it. Okay. So it was, so they ran 100, but they clocked the mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Now. Lamont, I know you don't necessarily like the modernize the sport that way, but out of this, we've had we now have some of our best women running faster than the NFL's best. I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna let Stan take over this because this is Alley. To all the football players, division one through division four. Okay, even though there's no division four, you know what the hell I'm talking about. Hey, coaches, strength and conditioning coaches. Let them run track because we got women that can outrun them. And it's on display. Come run. Let let us let us get you a first round, a first round uh bid, baby. Come to us. Hey, real quick stands before you answer. Real quick stands before you answer. Lamont, do you why did they put a camera there? Or what what was the reasoning behind getting the 40 yard splits? Like, does anybody know? I don't know, but I, I'm gonna assume I'm I'm gonna hold on Stamps. Oh, Stamp said he you know. Okay, okay go ahead. I just so World's Best is a is a Mark Cuban backed company that just kind of sprang up to legitimize like uh mano y mano or woman on woman, you know, a uh, type of competition on who's the best in the world at this or at that. Um so they're kind of having some subset like your, your boy um um what's our hundred meter Ronnie Baker he got five thousand dollars for being the first through forty. Even though he ended up winning the, the uh, winning the um, the hundred altogether, I believe. Yeah. He was fastest forty guys, so he got the check for world's fastest forty. On top and on top of what he got for winning the hundred. Yeah. So this entity, world's best, 
has just kind of sprung up and they're truly really trying to kind of add um the the top person dynamic for you know individualized sports which is kind of cool they actually responded i, I dm them on uh, instagram I was like well, what are you guys trying to accomplish with your platform and you know, they said as we roll things out, we want to have like competitions inside of competitions to find out who's the world's best at this or who's the world's best at that. And it was pretty cool. So, um, you know, that that was the dynamic in it and them being able to uh, denote that 40 yard because everybody knows and understands what 40 is based off of. Thank you, DK Metcalf. Appreciate it. Um, you know. We're just continuing to debunk the myth that, you know, this is what track fast is and this is what uh, football fast is and, and football loses again. All right. So, so Lamont, because you made because you made that reaction with your face. So did. With DK Metcalf, you know, running that race, essentially, he op- it sounds like he's opened up a Pandora's box. Was it in a good way or a bad way? I don't think it's either way. I think basically. All he did, all he did was, if you want to say he opened up a box, all he did was get the guys who have an actual track background an opportunity to go out there, train, and come out there and see if they can really roll with us. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, man, speed matters. And um, I hope, I hope a lot of the strength and conditioning coaches on the collegiate level understand that, dude, we're not here to hurt you guys. We're here to make them better. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, well, what I mean by that is with world's best now coming in, like, do we, do you all believe, do we get that? Does the world's best then come into a track meet to start clocking 40s if we didn't get that DK Metcalf race? Um, uh, you know what? It probably it, it probably would have been on the table, but it probably wouldn't have came to fruition. So, yeah, I think I think him doing it, I think it was more along the lines of, okay, we about to shut y'all up type of thing. I think it was kind of twofold with everything. You know, open the door. Mike is muted. It, it, it opened the doors, but it also it also said, okay, this is what real speed. It's like everyone, I think everyone is winning in this. You know okay. what I'm saying? I think everyone is winning in this. The 40, you know, football guys are going to see it. You post it all over Instagram. Yo, I need to get my 40 down. Yo, we got guys out here running running four ones like it ain't nothing. And, and you also got to remember, a lot of those guys' acceleration patterns are completely different. Now, if these guys were just going up, just eight crap from balls to the wall from start to finish, a lot of those 40s probably would have been faster. You know what I'm saying? But you you all, you all, and I both know there's a certain acceleration pattern that we go through. You know, we're not trying to put out, we're not trying to go into the red from through the first 30 because we need to remember we got to have a speed reserve and, speed, and maintain something towards the end. You know, so... You know, come in to run. You know, my, my, my hat's off to Ronnie Baker. He was able to go through 419 and just keep it going to run 99 or whatever he ran, which is ridiculous. So, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll definitely see what happens, man. You know, keep, it going. Keep, keep it going. Uh, uh, Christian Coleman went out there. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, Christian Coleman. He can do that. And they told Kyle Stevenson he just had to run through 40, dog. Oh, he can do it right now. I, yeah. yeah, I can give you 40. I can for sure give you 40. <laughs> so, I can, yeah, man. So, but um, but honestly, I, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be 100. I'm gonna go back to that quarter. You know, I saw like I'm really thinking about it, dude. The trials is in two and a half weeks. Right. The trials is two and a half weeks. Yeah, two and a half weeks. 
yo, this, you know, I said before the college kids may not may struggle a little bit, but the college kids may have the bigger advantage. Now we're going to see who know how to coach. Because think about this for a second. You got the NCAA championships next week, week off, then they got to go to trials. You know what I'm saying? Now we're going to see. Now we're going to see who can coach. Now we definitely gonna see who can coach, yeah. and I think one of the biggest surprises. I think one of the biggest surprises. This is my. This is my thought. I think one of the biggest surprises is gonna happen at the trials if he decides to go. It's gonna be talent. It's gonna be Talentary from um from um LSU because for him not to run the open quarter at regionals and just run the four by four. Well, that big, that a bigger plan. But to me, but to me, that's more problematic than it is like they're saving him because he he might have an issue. You know, if he only has a couple of, you know, a couple of bullets in him, they're like, well, shoot, you know, we got a team that can put together to, to, to challenge for a four by four with A&T. And is he, what, what year is he in school? I think he's a sophomore or junior, something like that. Uh, um, um, outdoor, I, don't, I, I don't know specifically, but, um, you know, that, you know, you just kind of got to look at all aspects because very rarely that doesn't help LSU for him not to be in the meet at an individual event. So just yeah. know that if it's well, we've, we've had this conversation before. Like we've had this conversation about, you know, whether you have that race in you before, you know, that four by four goes off. Like, would you rather take a guy that's been running and that's hot all day versus somebody that's kind of just been sitting around? Yeah, true, but this is we've had, but this is Dennis Shaver. This is Dennis Shaver. And we got to give, just like Pat Henry, we got to give them men their respect and what they are capable of doing. Now, if that was me, yeah, then this conversation would hold, yeah, yeah. Like, damn, Lamont, you ain't really, you know, you ain't really proved yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but them, we, 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 we got to give them the benefit of the doubt based on their resume, how they update their resume every single year. Okay. Well, real quick before we before we move on, because we had we have an audience question. Back to the forties. All right. So, what do you guys think is next? Do you think something is gonna be created to where it's like football track related? Like, are we gonna see more battles? We think. I, mm. I, I don't. I don't think so. Just because it's you know now that it's been exposed, there's there's no there's no alert allure to it. There's no ooh, who's gonna win? Like. It's funny, all my buddies that are football coaches here at ETSU were like, this is what they looked at that, that Monday we came in, and I came into their offices, because of course I told them what was going to happen. They're like, man, Coach Dance, man, going somewhere, man, going somewhere, man. And so that's kind of the tone. I don't, I, I can't see, because if Tyreek Hill had to say, you know what, I want to jump in on this as the viable person that could legitimize the NFL track debate, if he's not going to step up and do any of the moving and the shaking, then it's just impossible to me. As a person that wants to put on events, you got to have drama. You got to have, uh, you know, a storyline like they did. That was what was so good about all the talk leading up to DK Metcalf and what it was. But that was two weeks. Was it three weeks ago now? And ain't nobody talking about it no more. All right, so my I'll throw this out there. They did what was it a lat? No, two years ago they did the uh the forty yard dash for a million dollars. That yeah. uh one. Yeah. I mean, so 
I would like to. Okay, let me ask you this: If Marquise Goodwin, all right, if he did, which he's a legitimate track guy, all right, would you allow him to then represent the NFL versus another track guy, and put those and put those type of people in a forty-yard dash battle? I would like it like that. Me and uh, if Justin's watching the show, man. I threw an idea at him that he loves so much, and I'll throw it to y'all. Still might happen. We're working on it. I said, bro, imagine Ray's runway down the Vegas Strip, two of the top guys in the world, just like Donovan Bailey, Michael Johnson, and you got side bets, you got this, you got that. Our sport could use some fanfare and some stuff like that, even if it's not just two people, just like the Boston Boost games. But for some reason, Max Siegel, if you watch this, how you haven't run down the Vegas Strip, it's flat. It's Vegas. It's betting. How is it different than horses, dogs? Not to be disrespectful to the men and women that are running. You know, why Why are we not looking at things like that? So the sport has to advance and evolve in some areas and avenues that it can. But you just need to people like myself and Kyle uh, and Dwight, uh, the GOAT, you know, to pull things off like that. Because I think the, the greatest... Um, they said the greatest trick the devil ever portrayed was he made people real or he made people believe that he wasn't real. And the reason I kind of say that, throw that out there is, uh, you, we've seen the explosion of basketball become a global sport because of the input they put into the international players that they brought over. We've seen football become what it's become just based off of kind of selling a vision of, you need to focus to, to get to the NFL. You got to do all your time, all your energy, all your effort in this event. Because 15 years ago, y'all correct me if I'm wrong, track and football guys were much more status quo. Yeah. Well, seven so, on the seven wasn't a thing. Sorry, I'll stop you. No, no, no. Yeah, you good. So I wanna I wanna bring over something because I see I see the comments rolling and Evander. I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm not saying it's a bad idea, but I'm gonna bring it up for discussion. But Ivana just threw out there, uh, maybe they should have track a track guy or track guys that then just go around from like football camp to football camp, uh, racing the football guys. Here's where I'm gonna side with it. I don't, I don't think it's a good or a bad idea, but I'm gonna err more on the side of a bad idea for this reason. What are we trying to accomplish, man? Are we constantly trying to? act like these divas and put ourselves on the pedestal like look at us we're faster we know we faster or are we then trying to create a greater opportunity because what i would then do if i was said track guy that was going to go around to these different football camps i would be going to try to secure me a better paying job just being real i would then say you know what the money is in football and maybe I could then create a lane for myself as being your speed guy. Let me show you how fast I am. Line up your best against me. Or line up your best, and here go my best that I'm coaching right now. Let me show you what I could do for you. Now, if that is the approach, great idea. But to be going around to say, well, maybe you're just going to have a YouTube show and it's entertaining. I'm going around beating guys. We already know that. But – I want to throw that out there because it is in the comments. What do you guys think about it? I personally think I personally think that, you know, 
one, I'm going to address on that stamp said. I, I think one, the Adidas boost games. I don't know why the hell it's in Boston. It should be in Vegas for everything that stamp said. Like, that's the perfect place to run right down the strip. So we have to get out of this archaic way of thinking or the sport is going to stay exactly where it is. Um, but I totally agree with what you said, um, Kyle. You know, we 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 gotta we we have to we have to do. Lamont, to wait for the record. For the record, because we on we live. For the record, Lamont North Stamps are saying we need to gamble on the sport. Right. I'm saying that, but in a place where entertainment is high, yeah, to create a a real deal entertainment value. Now, something that is similar to horse racing, track and field is, okay, running is, it's who can get from point A to point B the fastest. That would be a great entertainment destination. And think about and think about this, right? So America got the 2028 Olympics, right? If I'm not mistaken, LA got it. Think about think about this, right? You could put all this planning in. You could have the Adidas boost game or the Nike, whatever, in Vegas, and then having the LA right outside the Coliseum. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. To where, to where now, not only are you where you're, you're, you're there, your your competition, the competitors can be entertained. It's LA. They can now you put them in front of other sponsors. You never know. Like think think about this for a second. You run the hundred meter hurdles, and Sydney McLaughlin, who let's be clear, is a beautiful young girl. Imagine the amount of opportunities that can even open up more for if they running down if they're running down the um. Uh, the boulevard in LA or or down Rodeo Drive or something like that where everyone can see her everyone can see the men and this and the third like there's so many opportunities that can open up and give these and give these athletes that's coming up or the ones that's still going to be in the game an opportunity to make a ton of money you know what I'm saying and then uh, in Vegas I mean come on man you run that joint at night get the lights down boom running at night running by the Bellagio or the Caesars Palace run right run it right down there and and once they come across the line, you have the pyrotechnics go like it's so many different things you can do to in, enhance the sport. You know, I mean, they do it out there in great day. Like, think about it. All these, all these street races has yet to be in good weather. Has yet to be in any good weather. It's cold or raining. Right there on Ocean Drive, right next to the ocean. You know what I'm saying? Like, th- but but think about that. Think about that for a second. None of none, none of these none of these uh match races, the ones that Usain Bolton them was running in, in Manchester and over here, dude. None of them joints been in good weather. Have it out there in Vegas. Have it out there in L.A. Boom. Don't even have it in New York. That's fine. Hell, have it in Miami if you need to. Have it someplace where you know where you know you're gonna get a crowd and it's gonna be come it's gonna be come on to Atlanta. Come to the A. Centennial. Hey, you know. Hey. 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 Yeah. Well, we we hosted an Olympic Games in '96, so you know we still we got we got it. We we are a track town. We are. That's what's up. We are. All right, so let's get let's get to the predictions, man. Look, we're gonna we're gonna keep it we're gonna keep yeah. it simple. All right, we're not gonna do the end of it. We're gonna do teams though. First, second, and third, men and women. Teams. 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 Right. First, second, and third. Here's 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 and here's and. Mine. and, and your fourth or fifth, like that's gonna be in that mix. Okay, for the for the uh, for the men, I'm right now. I'm 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 going with LSU. LSU, Oregon, third place. Mm. 
third place. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Third place, I'm gonna go USC. Fourth place, I'm gonna go Georgia. Those are the those, those are the four um trophy positions. On the women's side. Wow. You know, you know what? Let me shut up because I, I know people be watching this. I don't want nobody sending anybody anything to mind. I'm slandering people. So let me just get ahead and keep it, keep it, keep it PC. I'm gonna go. LSU, USC, um, ooh, who's the other team? I was just looking at it. God dog it. Um, LSU, USC, um, come back to me. I come come back to me. Stamps, you you put yours out there. Come back to me. I, I, agree, doing the blank. I agree with you on the men's side, so that'll be the same as what you said. I'm hoping A and T can again. I'm right. I want AT to get a trophy. It's it's is it fifth place for a trophy or fourth? Fourth four. is a trophy. Four. All right. Um, I'll, so who is your fourth? I want to trade them out for A and T being fourth. Uh, hold on. I'm about to find the final rankings right now. All right. So on the men's side, on the men's, I had I had LSU, Oregon, yep. Yep. USC, yeah, and um, I had Georgia. Yeah, I I flipped that. I, I I take A and T over Georgia, like kind of like Georgia. it was like it was indoor. Believe it or not, uh, Georgia squeaked them out and pushed them down to where they. I think they were six. Uh, Georgia, 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 yeah. Georgia finished finished higher. yeah. So yeah, so I'll I'll flip flop them, mm-hmm. um, uh, and then on the women's side, LSU, Oregon. Oh wait, sorry, 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 sorry. SC, LSU, um, Oregon, and Arkansas. Okay, okay. I think I figured mine's out. So, mine's is mine's is um LSU, USC, Texas A and M, Arkansas. Damn it! I forgot what. Damn it! I forgot about. Jesus Christ. That's gonna be that. That's what I'm talking about. Right. I don't know why I'm tripping. I can't believe I forgot about AM. Yeah, AM's gonna AM. The only reason why I got AM finishing third, look, man. USC is too damn deep, bro. They, yeah, they yeah, deep, deep, man. They deep. I'm talking about deep, deep, deep. My only concern with USC is what we've seen over the last two, three seasons. And I'm going to leave it at that. And I'm going to leave it at that. So, no, so for either side, no spirit of Oregon pass to give their home field advantage to move either of those teams up. If, if, if on the women's side, on the women's side, based on what I've seen thus far, they don't have that dominant distance girl. You know, every. If you look at all their championships, they had a dominant mid-distance or distance girl. They ain't got that. But 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 Oregon on the men's side, they got the they got the three-headed monster in the 15 all the way to the 5K. Okay. I think they got somebody in the 10K. All right. They got two triple jumpers in, including the including the national mm-hmm. champion from indoors. All right. They got the guy who's gonna probably win the hundred. Okay. 
Michael, that, that kid is different, man. He different. I, thought, I thought he didn't compete at the regional. He did. He did. Oh. He chilled. He ran 10 on chilled. Like, literally just chilled. Yeah. He's different. He's different. Then you got the four by one. My concern with them is, oh, they ain't got nobody in the quarter. I don't think they got anybody in the 110s. They got somebody in the 400 hurdles. They do got somebody. So it, it's go, everything's, everything's going to fall on the shoulders of the mid-distance guys in those two, in those jumpers. And everything, I mean, Mike, I think Micah is going to win the 100. I, I, I think he's going to win the 100. I think he's going to win that game going away. I just, he's different, dog. Like, that kid is different. That kid is different. That's just me, but we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, uh, throws. Do they got some throws? Yeah, I think they got some throws in there, Nate. I think they do. But we'll see. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. LSU has a mid-distance guy. Well, like I said, I'm, I don't, I don't, have, I don't have my top three, but you know, I, I'm always. Some magic can happen when you at home. You know the meat starts Wednesday, so you know we gotta do our predictions for 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 the, like at least top three. The meat starts on Wednesday next week. All right, we could do it Monday. Oh, we're gonna do a show on Monday. Okay. Yeah, we could do it Monday. We're not. I'm. We're gonna watch the meat. I'm gonna watch the meat. Gotcha. Y'all hear that, people? Monday. Tune in. Yeah, but but now what I'm saying is like, I just I don't I don't count out that home field advantage. All right, just being at Oregon, like I don't count that out. You know, it's number one. It hadn't been there with two or three years. Uh, so now it's the first. This the first one. This the first one back. Everything's shiny. It's pretty. You know, it's glossed up. It's gleaming. This our house. So I I expect. I'm not saying I expect Oregon to win, but I expect Oregon to put up an unexpected fight in their house. A home home field advantage. Home field advantage, but who's to say the place is going to be packed out? Because remember, the place is bigger than old Haywood Field. That's one. Two, if you've been following some of these kids, dude, they're more psyched about going to this new Oregon facility than Oregon is. I agree. I, I, I'm like, I'm watching timelines. Timelines is coming through. And I'm talking about kids. I'm like, yo, Birdman hand rub. Hey, I can't wait to get on this track. I've never heard anybody talk about how excited he was to go to a venue. So we're gonna we are about to witness, arguably, weather permits, and God willing, we are going to witness, arguably, the greatest NCAA championship meet next to the '86 meet and the '89 meet. We're gonna probably end up seeing something along those lines. Yeah. We're gonna see something along those lines. It's gonna be it's gonna be something to behold. I don't I don't I don't disagree with you. I, I think everybody I think the new I think the makeover of Eugene and Hayward Field has has now really made it been that new pilgrimage to Memphis. You know, mm -hmm. like you gotta get there at the end of the year. I, and I think it's now that for everybody again. Like I said, man, I, I always try to read or think in between the lines to where I just think they're gonna put up a fight. You know, I Depending on how many fans they let in, it's a lot more intimate right. than it is, you know. So they may be used to that. Everybody else may not. Like I don't, I don't care how fast you've been running. You just may not be used to that small change. You know, you know what I'm waiting for though. And y'all can laugh in the comments if y'all want. You know what I'm waiting for? I'm waiting to see what type of Jordans the track team is going to get for making the nationals. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what I want. Yo, I'll be waiting for they when they put that on Twitter. I'll be sitting there like, yo, what they getting? <laughs> like, yo, what are they getting? I'm like, oh my god, I'll be doing all kinds of comments. Boy, you know how many times I've done inbox uh the Oregon equipment people to send me a pair of shoes, bro. I'm I'm not gonna lie, I did. So what? Judge me. I don't care. I don't care. I'm sneak ahead. I don't sneak, sneak ahead problems. <laughs> I don't know what Stamps is doing, man. Look like he just walked in a Longhorn or Texas mm-hmm. Roadhouse or something. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to keep it moving, and I wanted yeah. it to be a part of his reality check. So, Stamps, you there? Unmute your phone. All right, I'm back. I was picking him out to go. Yeah, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need you to start. Co- I'm gonna need you to start oh. cooking. But no, real quick, like, did you have your reality check ready? Cause yeah. I know Lamont and I, we. Okay. We let me, okay. So hold on, let me. I'm be outside. Wait, one, one second. One second. One second. So, so. All right. So my reality check for today. Uh, I just want to ask this real quick, cause I, I had one. Do you want me to go off of what we talked about right before the uh, show went off and go down that lane? lane? Nah, you you can take whatever, cause regardless, Lamont and I, we gonna get to it. Okay, all right. So, uh, my reality check is this: um, I was having a conversation with an administrator at my school, and I'm gonna need all administrators at the schools that we work in, in the most respectful way possible. Just understand how many events track and field is how many sports that we count as and put some respect on what we offer to your program because or to the department because at the end of the day, NCAA Division One institutions have to have 17 countable sports. They have to offer that to be considered Division One. And I was just at the staff luncheon and, you know, uh, it, it was asked to me, why do you coach track? I mean, you could do this, you could do that. I was like, what's the sport I did? This is my, my, where my knowledge base is. But I just, I like the fact that there's 21 events outdoors and there's 16 events indoors. So you got a ton of different ways to skin a cat. And this administrator looked at me and was like, I only thought it was distance, one jump, the shot put throw, a sprint and a hurdle race. I thought that's what y'all did all day for five hours. What? That is my reality check with stamps. It's, it's all good, man. It's it's a lot worse. You have people that don't they don't know that much. All right, so Lamont was was this a part of your don't debate me? Because no, not- well, no, because it was. But then I wanted you to touch on it because at, especially after what you said. All right, so <laughs> so, so, we're, so so we're we're extending we're extending the reality check. This Got week. it. So I'm ready. Uh, and I, I didn't have I didn't have my words ready, my speech ready. And Lamont, you haven't heard this story yet. No, I have not. Stamps has, but I'm a I'm a do it without naming naming programs or anything like this. So I'm gonna open up the conversation like this, uh, and especially to the other other coaches that are out there. I don't coach men. Haven't coached men in four years, five years now. Uh, I still, I'll still like, you know, have my my pro football players and whoever that I work, but I don't coach collegiate men at all. I'm a women's only program. We've all had 
we've all had a run in, all right, where it's a young man on your team. He's grown, point blank period. He's grown. He's a grown man, but he doesn't understand hierarchy. Okay. Now, it's a little bit easier to navigate when that young man is in your program. But how do you navigate it when that young man is a part of another program? And they step into waters of, okay, man to man, but they don't respect hierarchy. So that's the conversation I'm going to bring to the table. So I had a situation. I had a run in with a young man from another program. Granted, I don't coach men. Georgia State does not have a men's team. That young man, he felt passionate about something. I know why. I understand why he was passionate because I understand his connection to that situation. But I'm going to say this. All right. What I was able to do, of course, I was the bigger person. I let him express what he needed to express and I kept it moving. Uh, but I'm going to say this to him. I know he's probably not watching, but I'm going to say this to any other young man or woman or whatever, because you have women coaches and I'm sure they may experience that moment where a young lady, she is grown, but she doesn't understand hierarchy. Student athletes out there, man. Before, before you are so passionately moved to speak or act on something, I encourage you to not only to know your audience, but know as much as you can about whatever that you may choose to speak or act on. Because the ramifications or the consequences that I could have, that, that could have, just from me doing it the clean way, me doing it the paperwork way, what could have come out of that, it wasn't going to be good for you. Okay? Now, I ain't the biggest person out there. I ain't the toughest person out there. You got some other people that aren't as sound-minded as me. Okay? They aren't as patient and understanding as me. Be mindful that when you then want to act or say certain things, just because they got a polo on, slacks or whatever, a hat turned to the back or turned to the front, they may not be wearing tights or a, a, a one piece of speed suit or whatever. That don't mean that they can't or may not get busy. Now, I'm saying this is, is unk. I'm unk tonight. I'm Uncle Kyle. I'm just saying this tonight because I care about you. I spared you that day because I cared about you and I care about your program. Hell, damn it, I fought for your program. I was a part of the fight. But don't get it twisted of this bubble that we work in and that we operate in. All right? Because I don't know which I don't know what year you are, but at some point you're gonna enter into the real world. I got a brother that's 10 years older than me, and he told me when I was a book, he said, it's gonna be, it's gonna be some people that they ain't gonna want to hear what you gotta say or nothing like that. They're gonna act. So you better learn to move accordingly. 
And that's that for me. Lamont, I know you want to speak on something that you saw on the tweeter, the Twitter, the Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. Twitter. It's your reality check time. All right. So we so as I can see, before we go into the don't debate me, we're gonna continue the reality check. So the reason why my screen name is what it is, hailing from the undisputed era, is because me and Stamps and Cal comes in towards the tail end of it. But Stamps and myself, we come from a different era that don't believe in some of the things that has been going on, okay? There is an institution, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Cal's route. There's an institution that has some, for whatever reason, some disgruntled athletes. Okay. Well, let's, let's say this. Let me correct you before you go. There have been institutions this year that have been using social media. I'll stop right. That. Right. I didn't want to kick a horse. I didn't want to kick the horse while it was down. But you know, I you know, I think that 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 ship sailed with that other one. But yes, there has been institutions to which there has been a litany of student athletes who feel as if though airing out their grievance on a social media platform is the new wave. Is that the term they use now, the new wave? Even though we were saying new wave back when we was in college, but that's a whole other thing. But anyway, so the new wave of airing your grievances out and in, in, in discrediting coaches on Twitter now, I'm not going to put the Twitter handle out there because I don't want to add any more fire to the flame because at the end of the day, there's, there's other people's livelihoods. There's student athletes' livelihoods and there's coaches' livelihoods at stake. Whatever happened to sitting down and ironing out your stuff and keeping things in-house? What, 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 like, what, what happened? Like, what happened? Like, how did we get to, how did we get to this point, man? Is it really the generation IY that Kyle spoke about so eloquently over the over the months since we've been doing this telecast? Is it the is it the 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 the, the thirstation? Yeah, I made up a word, thirstation for attention. Is it like what happened to being real adults, not holding on to your childhood into your adulthood and acting like a child, conducting yourself as a child? What happened? You out here throwing out, well, this person pulled us out of this and this coach didn't allow us to do this. Well, guess what? You know, when you put things out there, you kind of go, you kind of go to the sources. And when I say the sources, you don't go directly to them, but you go to people directly involved with said institution. And we, and I got the truth. There's reality. And then there's this generation. And some of y'all reality isn't reality. Okay. Start normalizing having closed door conversations and iron out your problems with without the whole world knowing. Okay, now there's certain things that it's gonna come out like there's some sexual assault, whatever the case would be. Okay, whatever. Cool. But the typical things, because oh my god, the, the, the coach is actually holding y'all accountable and motivating y'all. Oh man, he did a bad thing. 
that can't be something where you start putting posts and anonymous posts up and you start and you start berating the, the, the coaches in this program. Let's start normalizing having adult conversations and ironing out the situation and making sure that everyone's on the same page. Nobody's personal issues are put, put out there in front of you. Once you put it on Twitter, it's there forever. You can't delete it because somebody done screenshotted it already. It's out there. It's there. Can't get rid of it. So I need y'all to stop. I need y'all to stop airing y'all grievances out on social media and actually come to the source. And if you want to leave said program, leave quietly. You don't have to. You don't have to drag the coaches in the mud. You know, we saw that a couple of years ago with with, with another athlete who I'm going to keep nameless because I have too much respect for his current coach. You know, and that situation got taken off, taken off the internet. We got to stop this. Let's start normalizing having man-to-man, woman-to-man, woman-to-woman conversations and start handling problems in-house so it doesn't get out of the house. And that's my ending to the reality check. All right, and, and just to to put a cap on it, and it's, we want y'all to understand it, it's not like we're trying to hush-hush serious situations, but quiet is kill, man. Communication is key. Like, you may, I I know people have held on to drama. I know younger people have held on to drama. And it was a, when I say a simple misunderstanding, it was a simple misunderstanding. And essentially to what Lamont is getting at, a coach, and I'm going to keep it as basic as a coach raised his voice. Okay. I'm going to keep it as basic as that because anything can be amplified. Uh, right. This age. The same way a coach doesn't know what your night was like, okay, or what your morning was like, you don't know what that coach may have dealt with, all right? And coaches are just as human as student athletes. Being older, being an adult doesn't make any of us more or less human, all right? Mm -hmm. Now, with age and experience and maturation, of course, we then learn how to handle our emotions and feelings better, but that still does not negate the fact that someone could have lost their wife last night. Someone could have lost their brother last night. Someone, anything, someone could have been diagnosed with cancer that morning. So there are just certain situations that you can speak on what you may or may not do. You're not going to know what you're going to do until you win it. You know, to have these, don't pick and choose. And I use this a lot uh in the dating realm today and i don't want to open up this can of worms but something that i say is genders pick and choose when traditional roles only benefit them okay so to the young people out there listening okay don't pick and choose when you want to be an adult when it benefits you i say that all the time if you want to be one go ahead and be one and be one all the time. Don't straddle the fence. So, but that's that's how I wanted to end it. All right, Lamont. So, don't yes. debate me. Don't add me. What you got? All right. So, I put a post up a couple of couple of days ago, and I just wanted to gauge the responses, and I was left highly disturbed. And Stamps actually commented on it. 
to all my coaching people out here, whether you're NAIA, Division Three, Division Two, Mid-Major Division One, even top-tier Division One. Okay. At some point, you cannot be on the grind 24-7, 365, 366 days of the year. You have to unplug. You have to. I asked a simple question. How many of y'all ever left your laptop at home when going on vacation? The vast majority of everybody say, I'll never leave my laptop because I got to keep recruiting. So why the hell? you? So you're not on vacation. You might as well say the money ain't stay home. That's not vacation. When do you when, when do you desensitize yourself for a split, a split second so you can come back refreshed and ready to tackle the new year? Let me tell you what I do, and I've been doing this since I was running. Every Christmas, I go to New York. I go see my family, and right before I'm about to go back to wherever I'm at, whether it was whether it was Long Beach, California, or Tuscaloosa, Alabama, or whatever, before I come back, I go down to Times Square. And I walk Times Square. The reason why I walk Times Square, because I am New York City. When you see me, you know I'm New York. And in order for me to be ready to handle everything, I got to be in the jungle. I got to feel like I'm handling chaos. You ever try to walk through a Times Square, a Times Square street? That's chaos. You bobbing and weaving. You feel like you buried, you feel like you buried Sanders on behind the line. Like you, you doing all this, trying to get around people. Mm-hmm. But for me, it got me psychologically ready that, yo, if I can handle what's going on, the madness down here, I'm ready to take on what's going on when I start to go, when, when, I, when I start my season or when I start to co- my coaching season. Okay. The mere fact that you all think if you grind all day, every day, that somebody like Pat Henry or Miles Holloway is going to see you, they're going to give you a job. Let me tell you something. They're not. Okay. Because they don't care about that. All right. What they want to see is how do you, how do you become a human being? Okay. Do you go on vacation every now and then? Because guess what? Mouse goes on vacation. I know Pat and Miss Henry go on vacation. Her diva, her diva self, I know she be going on vacation. You ever, you ever seen Miss Henry? Miss Henry a diva. Okay. She a diva. We love her. We love Miss Henry. She a diva diva. Okay. All these coaches go on vacation and they unplug. Nobody's on the grind 24-7. Stop it with this thing. Well, I got to keep, I got to recruit because, you know, I got to get this. Listen, if you can't take a week off because you're scared of recruit going to go to another school, that means you wasn't recruiting well in the first place. Because let me tell you something. I know for a fact, I don't have to talk to my recruits every day. I talk to them every other week. And guess what? Still signed them. You know why? Because I did my job. First impressions mean everything. You have to get away. You're going to get burnt out. You're going to get tired. You're going to hate everyone around you. Then all of a sudden, you're going to be applying to different jobs. But all of a sudden, you can't be here no more because everyone's getting on your nerves. Take it for somebody who's been there. If you don't go out and you don't get away from everything, you're you're going to fry yourself. Look, I made it a point that the minute I got this job here, that I was always going to go on vacation every year. Okay, I got assistance. And my other thing with my assistants, I tell them, man, they, once once we lock in this last recruiting class, I tell them, y'all got two weeks off of doing nothing. I find out you're doing something. Kenny Anderson will tell you, if I find you doing anything, I'm firing your ass. Relax. And I didn't fire Kenny. Let's be clear. I didn't fire Kenny. You know, Kenny got a job and he moved on. That's what he's supposed to do. That's what as a head coach you're supposed to do. But I told him he can, he can co-sign that. Everybody's supposed to go on vacation. Yo, you go on vacation first, I'll be the last one to go. 
My vacation is going to be the beginning of August, end of July. I want my sisters to go first, go handle your business, go have fun, get away from everything. Don't even answer your phone. I'm not going to call you. If I know you out of town, I'm not calling you. I'm not. So to all the coaches that's going to listen to this and watch this, unplug. It is okay. And if you're working for somebody that won't allow you to unplug, then guess what? You, my friend, may need to go look for another job. If you're working for me, believe you me, once we sign up the whole recruiting class, don't tell me, well, you know, I got to get, you know, we got to get 2022 ready. No, we can do that. We can do that crap when you get back. Bye. I don't want to see you in the office. Bye. Go. Bye. Peace. We'll be here. Then you're next. Okay, you go. Bye. Take your two weeks. Do what you need to do. I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to see you. Bye. You know, just make sure you get everything done before you leave. Peace. So for all y'all who want to argue with me on this, don't debate me. Don't at me. Because your mental health means more to me and my mental health means more to myself than you will ever know. Now, Lamont, I, I appreciate that. You hit it. You hit it right on time. Perfect timing, because I just told my assistant today, like I'm closing out the fiscal year Friday. After that, I'm I'm unplugging like straight up. If if you don't get it to me by Friday, I am unplugging. I'm unplugging, man. So right on time. Stamps, before I close this out, you got anything to add about the night, man? Anything coming up? Um, want to share? Yeah, so uh, for all our fans, um, um, this has been a beautiful partnership of friends and, and a TV show and, 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 and just great idea sharing, man. Uh, a think tank of sorts. And um, this is the real thing that you know I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and like gift y'all's track chat enterprises uh, will be born officially on June 20th, 2021, with an event uh, hosted at Discovery High School, the National Scholarship Invitation. Uh, a friend of ours, a uh, 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 close confidant, do uh, doctor. Uh, 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 Direct director of track and field at Discovery High School, Wesley Etienne is the meet director of uh, the National Scholarship Invitational. So all coaches that are watching this, if you got scholarship money available, I'll be down there. We'll be recruiting. Uh, Coach Kyle will be down there recruiting. Coach Lamont come down recruiting. Uh, and it's kind of a visionary concept of an opportunity uh, for all college coaches. Um, you know, uh, I, I love just for men. You know, so I'm not only – uh, a client, I'm only the president, I'm a client, or I'm only the client, I'm president, whatever. Same thing, you know, we got visions for how our sport can be produced, uh, how our sports should be showcased, um, and there's an opportunity there to uh, work on the meat management side of things to shape um, the vision of what track and field can be from a lot of elite levels. David Pickett, our, our fourth-headed monster who's never here, you know, has already placed the bug that you know, you will see in Track Chat Enterprises a professional track and field meet inside the next 16 uh, months produced by us. Uh, you know, we've got a great partner in Dwight Phillips and his live streaming network, uh, Epic TV. Uh, ideas that Coach Kyle and visuals that he knows, you know, kind of the the execution that I, that I bring to the table. And then Mont's color commentary, you know, he, he's going to be our Stephen A. Like he's he's the he's the talent. Uh, so, you know, we're branching out. We're trying to do things. If, if, if Nick Saban can have a TV show, so can we. You know what I mean? Um, and we're just trying to do everything for track and field that now that uh, 
that there's equitable opportunities through visual mediums and uh, uh, capacities that are starting to put people in the driver's seat of, of sharing and, 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 and honoring their uh, audience, it's only a matter of time till you'll start seeing, unfortunately, some commercials with Doritos popping up on here or Mattress Firm or whatever it is, um, you know, because we've, we've got to that level. So um, be on the lookout for that. You'll see some the website is, is close to being finished for this event. It will take the place of New Balance Nationals that has now moved to the West Coast. It is going to be a big deal. Uh, so, you know, just keep supporting us, keep loving us uh, in this unplugged time. Coach Coach KY, I'd like to hope to expect our uh, our merch can be done. I, I've been saving my little my little ducats away, man. I, I'm ready to be track chatted out. I, I got us covered. Uh, now, the reason that I want you to say what you're going to say, so as uh, we – get to our roses uh i want to combine two i want to combine anthony goins and Jalen allen so uh is that time and lamont will stamps and i will go first you go last okay. uh so i'm gonna just i'll do an overview then if you want to talk uh deeper about anthony uh stamps you can but uh our first first set of roses man going out to anthony goins he was a former east tennessee state University track and field athlete. Uh, I was able to work with him during my time there. Uh, of course, Stamp stayed there through him finishing up. And he, he was a local guy, right? Like, I think he was from the like, area. Oh, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff City, yeah. Yeah, so Jeff City, so not far away. Uh, but Stamps called me today, found out he passed away. Uh, so that's always, that's always news you don't want to hear as a coach, you know, that you've lost, uh, whether it's a a former, future, or present student athlete. You know, there's no there's no news anybody wants to hear. Uh, but to understand, I mean, these athletes, they either become an extension of us from sons or daughters, nieces and nephews, cousins, friends, and so forth. Uh, that's the first young man. The second one that we lost this week, Jalen Allen. Uh, Jalen Allen was a sprinter, uh, specifically 400 meters, Texas State University. I didn't know this man. I didn't know this young man personally, but I have seen him run. Uh, I, I know he's kind of cool with a few of uh, my student athletes. I knew they knew each other, uh, but I don't know the cause of death for him either. Uh, but he passed away this week as well, and he had quali. I think he qualified to go to nationals, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I uh, could be wrong, but I do know he was at the he was at the West Region meet, but. Uh, yet again, you know, hearts and prayers go out definitely to East Tennessee State, Anthony Goins and his family, Texas State, you know, their athletic department, their track and field team in uh, that community. Uh, Stamps, if you have anything to add about Anthony, go ahead. Only thing I'd, I'd add is and it's always death makes us like kind of reflect what more could I have done? How much better could I have kept in contact? And I. I reached out to a lot of the guys around his class and I said, guys, we got to make a pack, man. Like I should hear from y'all once a month, you know, hi, Hey, what's up? Just once a month, a text message takes two seconds. Man. So, uh, uh, prayers and our condolences to the Goins family. Same to the, the young man from Texas state. Um, be careful, you know, when you're out there and, and, and if, and when you need help, you know, sometimes the coaches are the closest point of contact to help you out of a situation so you know just you know uh, lean on your coaches man they're, they're they become more than than what they are so uh you you hit everything that you needed to hit i appreciate it 
But um, and so my set of roses is gonna go out to everyone who has supported my late night weekend recaps. <laughs> um, you know, I'll be honest with you, man. You know, the recaps is my therapy. And, you know, and I haven't shared with everybody the stuff that I've been dealing with over the last year and a half, you know. Um, but instead of playing victim, I found an outlet. And the weekend recap is just my way of just giving back to the sport that's given me everything. And it's cool when you see guys like Tabari and other people hit me up to my, yo, where's the recap? Yo, we need the recap. When you get inboxes from some top notch coaches told my, Hey man, how can you ain't put my girl in your recap? Or how can you ain't put my, my guy in your recap? So, you know, it makes me feel good that this thing I'm doing for fun is starting to reach out to people and people appreciate it. And people absolutely love the, the humor that I put behind it. And whatever, like sometimes, man, I'll be writing those recaps at like 1 32 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll just be out there, just whatever. So, you know, so to everyone who, you know, has showed me love and, you know, who love the recaps, I will continue to do so. And I will, um, I will always show y'all love. And so my roses go to everyone who has, who has showed me the immense amount of love for the recaps, man. Y'all are highly appreciated. And I will, I'll always be humbled by it. And my second set of roses, I have to give my second set of roses to my assistant coaches, Patrick Hackroth and Antoine Sidbury. Look, if you know me, you know that at some point we all gonna butt heads <laughs> because you know, I'm headstrong about what I do. But one thing I appreciate with them is that they're gonna call me to the carpet, just like I'm gonna call them to the carpet. And the job that they've done this year during this pandemic, the recruiting class that they have locked in, um, I'm going to say it like this. I'm going to look directly into the camera. I'm going on a revenge tour. And I'm not playing. We are going on a revenge tour. And I'm going to be at a track near you. And I'm going to be, we, we, if everything goes the way it's supposed to go, God willing, knock on wood. You you you're gonna you're gonna understand that we got something to prove. So my set of my last set of roses go to Coach Sidbury and Coach P. And without y'all, I don't know what I've been doing. You know, y'all have kept me y'all kept me sharp. Y'all got on me when I when I need to get on. That's like I get on y'all. You know, what that can say about y'all, man. That y'all if y'all know y'all wrong, y'all y'all apologize. Just like me, man. So. I wouldn't I wouldn't want a, a, a coaching staff any different than that. So my roses go to y'all, man. Appreciate y'all. Cool. Well, we ain't worried about Stems coming back with the bad internet. He been on <laughs> one today. But I'll say this, man, just just a blanket prayer and just to everybody traveling to NCAAs. Number one, congrats to student athletes and coaches. We've been a long year, but y'all have put on a tremendous show uh despite what you've had to deal with, because none of us have had to deal with this. This is all new for us, so we can't even 
we can't we can only imagine but we can't relate what it's like to train run be in school during a pandemic so before y'all even rise to the occasion like we know y'all will we already show our love and tip our hat to you for making it to the finish line uh number one of course mine we had an injury while i was down there it's all good but uh i pray that everybody is covered both getting to and from eugene uh while you there man i ask that everyone is covered man no injuries everybody bring your best because it's gonna be the best this is definitely gonna be uh not only a me to remember because it's back at hayward but just from what you young men and young women have been doing all year y'all have been showing out y'all really have so we expect nothing less uh with it being an olympic year uh with the ncaa coming back i mean just a year ago just a year ago man a short short year ago we just all sitting at home twiddling our thumbs, you know, just to look at where we are now. So I'm excited for everyone to compete next weekend. Uh, right. I can't wait to see uh, Of course, we've all said all year, we we think that the women are definitely going to put on a good showing. So, guys, you know, don't let's not let them one-up us, you know. So y'all, y'all definitely bring the noise, as my daddy would say, right before I ran every time. So definitely bring the noise. We will. We'll do a prediction show Monday. We'll make sure um, we get that info. Side, yeah, side note, side note, and I, I don't want to forget this. I want to give a huge shout out to Kenny Anderson. I don't know if he's watching or whatever the case may be because I can't see the comments, whatever the case may yeah, be. Yeah, he just said he want all the smoke. He said he want all the smoke. He watching. Oh, he's watching. Okay, well, to Kenny, the job you did this year, dog, I'm proud of you, man. I had to call you late at night when y'all was on your way back from Gulf Shore, man, to let you know, man, I was watching. But I want to make sure that this right here, because this is never going to be taken down unless somebody flag off YouTube page. I want everybody to know that the job that you did, you brought in the most All-American honors in that school's history. You're on to big things. And remember what I told you, you be a better version of me. Be a way better version of me. Up me. And like if Kyle said what you said, you wanted to smoke. Listen, Coach Jordan gave me the green light to go to FAMU relays, dog. You know how now nah, you know how tight he is with this stuff. He's gonna be going to FAMU. So going to FAMU, we're going to Penn, you know, going to some other places, man. You know, I have a little bit more change in my pocket. So you know, you never know. I may I may take a specific relay down to Austin, maybe this depends. It just depends on how things roll. You know what I'm saying? How the how the bank rolls rolling. But um, but yeah, man. Um, yeah, shout out to you, man. And shout out to Coach Weeks. That's my that's my girl. I love her to death. Shout out to the stuff that she's did down there at Xavier, Louisiana, and everybody else. And you know, you know, I and my bad, I didn't give a chance to give a shout out to all the D2 schools, man. That's my fault. To China Davis, who got the first two All-Americans in her school's history. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, what can we say about Coach Ernie? You know. Even his number one athlete went down. He still found a way to finish in the top five. And, you know, he was able to pull out a national champion out of out of that uh out of his out of his crew. You know, um, you know, shout out to shout out to Matt Stewart, who did a phenomenal job at West Texas AM. To 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 the teams that won the national titles, man, to Zusa Pacific and um Andrea Blanket and and uh Grand Valley with, with, with Coach Jerry. I love Coach Jerry, man. He's he's one he's one of the better drinking partners you can find in the game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, 
you know, to everyone that was at the Division Two meet. Shout out to Queens, who Queens, North Carolina, who's right up the street here. You know, they ended up getting the national champion in the women's hurdles. You know, um, to Academy of Art, my former my former employee, man. I saw what y'all did. Congratulations to everyone up there, to Kevin and everyone of that coaching staff and everything they've done, man. So to everyone in Division Two and Division Three, yo, all those records we saw, y'all was breaking that y'all meet. Salute to all of y'all. Salute to every single one of y'all who broke all those records and redefined the Division Three meet and let it be known that all divisions have great competitions. It's just up to you if you want to be great. All right, E-Wells, we see you, man, with the with the All-American and the one and the two. E-Wells can coach, man. Y'all didn't yeah. know. Yeah. E-Wells can coach for sure. He a Tennessee ball, too. Man, I, I thought the re here's why I throw out the Tennessee ball with that. Tennessee Vols that are coaching right now, don't sleep on them. So that April Thomas that you mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. don't sleep on them. And Mississippi State got a couple of people in there. They got two Tennessee Vols on their staff. I'm just saying. Yep, shout out to Car J. I'm shout just saying. To, shout out to Chris. Wait. Shout out to all that. Shout out to that whole staff. We, I see what y'all doing. Y'all got hot at the right moment, man. Keep, keep it up, especially Coach they Chris. They did. Keep, keep I, going. I saw it. I saw it. But – we're going to wrap this thing up, man. We, we've been going long, but we will see y'all Monday. This has been another track chat with the most known unknowns and Stamps' terrible internet service. We'll see y'all. We out. <laughs>